Turn your Bible to the book of John chapter 21 for thoughts. Uh, share a little story with you about Brother Eric. You know, Brother Eric loved going to camp. Uh, he wasn't able to go to camp, of course, this year. But uh, we were there one year, and anyways, we kind of had a, I won't say quite an emergency, but I had to get Brother Coy back down here to his mother. She had to get him to the doctor. He had a broken arm and whatnot. And anyway, so I had to drive him back from camp here to Vegas. And Brother Eric said, hey, let me ride with you. So I said, okay, I'll let you ride with me. Keep me up, make sure I don't fall asleep. And we're in Brother Bob's truck. And anyways, uh, he goes, let me drive the truck. I said, no, no, no. Uh, I said, I'm going to drive. You just ride, keep me awake, talk to me and whatnot. So anyways, you know, my brother's got uh, satellite radio. And anyways, he hits the button, it comes on. And anyways, it's on the 70s. He goes, Pastor, listen to that. Don't that bring you back? And I said, well, yeah, it does. Some, some of it's good, some of it's bad, Brother Eric. And he goes, oh, but he goes, you know what? He goes, God was good to us. He got us through the 70s. But anyways, this song came on. He goes, all right, Pastor, let me show you how to dance. And he started doing this stuff. I said, Brother Eric, pastors don't dance, especially Baptist preachers. They don't dance. He goes, before we get back to camp, you're going to dance. I said, Brother Eric, I'm not going to dance. No, I don't care what comes on. So he, every song come on, you know, he'd start doing this and that. And I said, you know, people are thinking you have an issue as we go by. Every time we go by, somebody's looking at us and you're doing this stuff. You're embarrassing me. Stop. But anyways, he gave me the hardest time. He goes, when we get back up to camp, I'm telling everybody, you were boogieing. So, he was always teasing me, and I miss that. I really do. You know, him and Collins, those two, there will not be another pair like them. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, here, we will see him in there, up in glory. All right, is everybody John chapter 21? Let's speak after we read the first eight verses of chapter 21. After these things, Jesus skewed himself again. To the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and that's the Sea of Galilee, by the way. And on this wise showed he himself. And there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of the disciples. Verse 3 says, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shores, but disciples, disciples knew not that it was Jesus. And then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? And they answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. And they cast therefore, now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, 
for he was naked and he did cast himself into the sea. And verse 8 concludes, And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. And I'll go ahead and throw in verse 9. And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals, their fish laid thereon, and bread. Let's pray. Father, please be with us now as we worship you by breaking the bread of life. Speak to our hearts those things you'd want us to learn. Give me the words to say, Father. Let me preach in boldness and authority those things led upon my heart to say this morning. Let me, again, just share it. Lord, may it be received. Father, I thank you for Brother Eric. I thank you for his profession of faith. I thank you for his friendship. And Lord, I just pray you'll just uh, bring comfort to those that he knew. And Lord, uh, during this time, and Lord, they're not saved through his passing, we pray they'll come to know Jesus before it's too late. Lord, again, if there's one here that knows you not, Savior, may your spirit convict, draw them to you. Please bless this message. Lord, again, have your way in our hearts and in our lives. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Be seated, please. How many of you have ever been discouraged? Yeah, I guess all of us would have to raise our hands, huh? How many of you have ever lacked faith? All of us again. At some point in our journey of life, we've all lacked those things. Well, this is a time of the same thing with the disciples. These seven. Notice when Jesus rose from the dead. When Jesus rose from the dead, he instructed the disciples to go to Galilee and wait for him, correct? Well, time has passed by, and time has passed by, and Jesus hasn't appeared yet to them. So, no doubt, they begin to wonder if he was going to come back at all and meet them there in Galilee. They begin to doubt. And, And, beloved, let me just say that... Anytime we are serving God, and especially if we've served God for a long period of time, and things get tough, and sometimes things don't turn out the way that we wish they would, we begin to doubt, do we not? We begin to wonder, am I doing what I'm supposed to? Am I where I'm supposed to be? And I'm sure these disciples were thinking the same thing. Now, Jesus had instructed them, go to Galilee and wait for me. And they had been with Jesus. They heard his words of wisdom. They saw his miracles. Jesus himself, after he rose triumphant from the dead on the third day, they saw him bodily. He spoke to them. And yet, as they waited and they hadn't seen him, what happened? They begin 
to doubt. And good old Peter, being who he was, look at verse 3, says, And Peter said unto them, I go fishing. And they said unto him, We'll also go with thee. Now, understand, they've been waiting. And the Lord hasn't come to them yet. They begin to, to doubt, even though we want to be harsh on saying, how could they doubt when they were with Jesus? They saw all the miracles. They saw his resurrected body, how he died, was buried, and on the third day he came back to life. How could they doubt? Well, me and you, how come we doubt? Even though we saw, no, not with our own eyes, but through the eyes of faith in the word of God. We've seen. So Peter says, I'm going fishing. And many theologians and scholars say this wasn't to fish, to, you know, uh, get provisions and, and things like this. What they were doing, when he said I was going fishing and the others said we'll go with you, they went literally thinking about returning to the old life. How many of you have ever thought about returning to your old life after coming to Christ? Lots. Let's be honest in the house of God. We get discouraged. And sometimes we say, that. what's the use? And that's what they were contemplating. We're going to go fishing. Now these were fishermen. They were good at what they did. This is how they made their living. And they went fishing at the right time. It was night. You know why they went at night? That's when you catch the most fish. You can catch fish early in the morning, but once that sun rises up in the sky, you're going to waste your time and a lot of bait. So anyways, they go. And who went with them? Notice what the word says. Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee. Who were they? They were brothers. Who were they? John and Andrew, right? And the two and two of the other of his disciples. Who do you think those were? Philip? Philip and who? John? Andrew? The point is this. Out of the 11 disciples, there's seven that left and they followed Simon Peter. And notice with me that we also go, they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. Notice that. You say, why is that important? Immediately they entered a ship. What it shows is they had decided to go fishing and they were contemplating on whether they were going to stay in the ministry or not. And they went immediately. They never went to the Lord in prayer. They never pondered about what it was God wanted them to do. They just left him out of the equation and they just entered a ship. How many of us do the same thing? When we decide and make a decision on something... 
how many of us just immediately make the decision without giving God any time in prayer? Y'all been guilty of that? I have. You know what's happened when I've done that? Boy, have I made a mess of things. Amen? And when it comes to serving God, you can leave God out of the equation and you might also have some success a little bit. But you'll never have peace and joy. There will always be a void in your heart until the Lord is there. Amen? Until He is there. Please remember that. So immediately they go fishing. Again, why? Because they're contemplating on whether they're going to continue or not. After all, even though Jesus instructed them to wait till he comes, by the way, we've been instructed to wait till he comes, but even though he ain't showed up yet, so now they begin to doubt their faith. And again, anybody tells you that, say they're a believer and tells you that they've never doubted their faith, they're lying to you. Because we all have seasons of doubt at times. That's just part of of the journey, and that's also part of us growing and maturing in our faith. So, notice what it says. They fished all night, and they caught nothing. We've heard this scenario before. What is the rule of thumb in Bible study when something is mentioned more then once, it's to make us get it. They caught nothing. Well, I'll tell you, we can't accomplish anything without the Lord. Nothing. Don't even try. Now, when morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. As I pondered that passage, what a pity. The Lord, the Savior, their Master, our Master, standing on the shore, and the disciples in the boat didn't even recognize him. You say, well, they were out a long way. We'll get to that in a few minutes. They weren't that far offshore, y'all. They didn't recognize the Lord. And there's times when we get so far away from the Lord and our walk with him that it's hard for us to recognize him. When we stay out of his word, we stay off our knees, we stay out of fellowship in his church with our brothers and sisters, believe me, we will find it hard to recognize him. Amen? Now, listen to what Jesus said. Then said Jesus unto them, children, that's exactly 
how they were acting like children. Have you any meat? What does the word say? They answered him, no. And by the way, that answer back to the Lord wasn't a, no, we fished all night. (laughs) No, we ain't caught nothing. They were angry. They toiled. They worked hard. Listen, fishing like that, the way they did it back then, it ain't casting a rod and reel and a lure out there into the lake and reeling it back in. It took work. They said, no, we haven't caught anything. Well, I'll tell you, when we aren't in our place serving the Lord like we're supposed to, we're not going to accomplish anything. We're not going to catch any fish, if you will. Amen? Our heart has to be with Him. And then, look at the next verse. And by the way, I want to ask you a question. And He said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. Now, Jesus has already died, was buried, and rose again for our sins. This is the very last miracle he performed after the resurrection. Think about that. And again, cast the net on the right side. And he didn't say you might find a fish or two. He said you will find. You shall find. And according to the scriptures, look at what it says. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now that's what I call a fishing trip. Amen. They obeyed the Lord, and they caught fish. Let me just say, the Lord knew the first time when he asked them catch any fish and it wasn't because he didn't know the reason he asked them have you any fish was to make them ponder on what they were doing on that boat what brought them to that place How many times has he or the Holy Spirit spoke to us? Warning us and letting us know you're here because. They were there because their faith wasn't where it was supposed to be yet. And they pondered going back to their old life, their old employment. And I will say this. When you're saved, it's true, there's those that have walked away from the Lord. They've stopped serving the Lord. They've left the Lord's service. They've left His church. But they're saved. But listen to me. Even though they've left the Lord in His service and 
They're not living for Christ anymore. They're still saved. And you say, well, why do you say that? Well, you know when Jesus told the disciples to let the net down on the right side and that they would find fish? That's a picture of God's grace there. You see, the Lord knew why they were there. The Lord could have really let them have it. He could have told them what for. But he didn't because he knew. You see, he was every bit tempted as you and me. He knows our thoughts. He knows our sins. He knows everything we go through. And he understands. And instead of condemning, what does he do? He offers grace. They obey. They catch so much fish that they can't even pull the net up. Can you imagine? Again, that's the kind of fishing I like. Amen? I hate that fish all day and catch one fish and go home. That's just not fun. Uh, But here's what they said. And they cast therefore, now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. fishes. Therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved, we know that was John, said unto Peter, Isn't it amazing? Didn't know him before. But they heard his voice, they obeyed his voice, and now they know it's the Lord. I'll ask you this morning, do you know the Lord's voice? When you hear it. Evidently there's some that don't. Amen. Out in the world. They claim to know it. But they don't. John recognized. It was the Lord. And it says. When Peter. Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. (laughs) Good old Simon Peter. And, you know, we give him a hard time, us preachers. We're always saying, oh, you know, he denied the Lord. And he many times would stick his foot in his mouth and speak before he thought. And he would do this and he would do that. But let me just say this about Simon Peter, in case you don't know it. Every time you find Peter, he is always next to the Lord. He gets himself next. To the Lord. He wasn't perfect. He had his faults. I wonder, you and I have faults? We all do, don't we? But we have a desire to be next to our Lord, right? So Simon Peter hears it's the Lord. The Bible says he's naked. He girds his fisherman's coat and he jumps in the water. Now remember, Simon Peter one time got in the water, began to sink because he took his eyes off of the Lord, and he wanted no part of the water. (coughs) Lord, save me! But this time, guess what? He had no problem jumping in the water. And he swims to shore. And notice what it says. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, 200 cubits. How many of you know how far 200 cubits are? There's one and a half foot in a cubit. So that's 300 feet. That's how far they were out. That's 100 yards. Three feet is a yard. 
Not that far from shore. But then they came out. When they heard that it was Jesus, they were excited and they came to the Lord. Dragging the net with fishes. And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, fish laid thereon in bread. Jesus had already prepared a meal. Where did Jesus get the fish? That's correct. That's correct. Had he said, fish jump in the pan, it would have happened. Because he's the Lord. Amen. The point is, he had everything prepared for them. The lesson is this. We get discouraged. Sometimes we lack faith. Sometimes we're not where we're supposed to be with the Lord, but the Lord doesn't condemn us. Listen, when you go through those dark times in your journey, understand the Lord is always on the shore. Always. And we can count on Him. He's never going to leave or forsake us. Understand also, he asked them a question, and I didn't point this out until the Lord just brought it back to my memory. One of these days, just as he said, children, have you any meat? And they answered him, no. One of these days, he's going to ask us, children, you got any meat? What are we going to say? Think about it for a second. How important is sharing the faith? That's why the church is here on earth. How important is it serving the Lord? Service. Works. Not works for salvation, but works because of salvation. Children, have you any need? What Jesus is showing them by them coming to shore and finding the fish on the coals and the bread there is he can meet and sustain every need we have. No matter what we struggle with, and we do struggle. I was reading... And I never really gave it any thought, but when I read it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Most churches, their best attendance day is Easter Sunday. Y'all all agree with that, right? Absolutely. Do you know what their worst attendance day is? The day after Easter. The day after Easter is their worst attended day. Isn't that sad? You say, well, why are you making this point? Simply because sometimes we get excited and we put our all into serving the Lord and 
we get up for that day. But then after that day, take a deep breath. And we spent ourselves in that day instead of pacing ourselves. You see, this is a day-by-day journey. One day, you're up here. Another day, you're down here. You say, well, what are you trying to get across to me? In serving the Lord, just be steady. Just be steady. The reason people are leaving the church, turn to the Lord. Because he has abundance. So if you're here and you're struggling this morning, take comfort in knowing the Lord knows all about your struggles. He knows you. And he knows what you're going through. He wants you to know you can look to him. He loves you. And he's standing on shore for you. If you're here this morning and you've yet to trust Christ as your personal Savior, he extends salvation to you this morning. He wants to save you. Come in repentance and faith and he will save you right here and right now. He died for us. And he provided, not just here on earth, but he has provided for all eternity. Are you willing to come to him? That's the question. Would you stand with me, please?